Welcome, lady. You know who you are. And gentlemen, it is NXT Revisited. I am your co-host, Troy. With me, Jason is here. Yeah, I'm going to say a little something for that lady. Like, what's up, girl? How you doing? What you got on? Something sexy? Real sexy like? Put that thing on. Let's put on some... Yeah, put on some Barry White. We'll see what happens, baby. Yeah. Yeah, what's up? Does Barry White still play? Like... Those are my my house. All right, I guess. Fair enough. Uh, So we know that there is an episode of NXT. If you're racist, you can go with Michael Moore. They're they're sort of the same thing. If you want your Motown from a white guy, you know, go for it. The Fahrenheit 9-11 guy? No, no. The other guy. What other guy? The guy that sings all the the white guy that sings all the Motown songs. I don't I don't listen to Motown. Oh well, then you wouldn't know, would you? Well, I know. Did you ever see the forty year old virgin? Yes. Okay, he was the guy in the video screen, like the he was kept the video kept playing in the store, and Paul Rudd's character was like, if I have to hear him say I'm OB one more time, I'm gonna burn this motherfucker to the ground. Okay, I just didn't uh, know. I, I didn't make yeah. the connection, but sure. All right. So we do know that there is an episode of NXT. I think that that's we it. Do. Probably not his real name, and I sound like an idiot right now. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I feel like Me? you're talking about like Michael you... McDowell. And, yes, uh... that's what I meant. <laughs> anyway. Oh, name. <laughs> it's like Michael Moore. All right. Everything right but the name. I'm leaving it in. All right, so we do know that there's an episode of NXT on tonight. We do know that there is a match or two. We do know that none of that actually fucking matters. So instead... Hold on, hold on, hold on, because I came prepared. All right. For those of you who tune in every week for our in-depth recaps of NXT, it was a go-home NXT. And if you're an NXT fan, you know what a go-home NXT is. So to recap what you missed on NXT this week, the War Raiders beat two jobber tag teams, bunch of video packages, Candice LeRae had a backstage confrontation with Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne. I got a boner. More video packages. Jackson Riker beat Orny Loken. I lost my boner. More video packages. Then we got a video package for Dijak and Keith Lee, and I ask myself why they must keep getting my dick wet for this thing and not delivering it. And then they tell me it'll happen in two weeks. And I call bullshit. And then Kyrie took on Bianca Belair... And it turned into a schmoz finish where everybody involved in the match, and I think the entire locker room, women's locker room, ran down and got involved in the fucking thing. So that was it. That was NXT. You didn't miss much. All right. So. Oh, and a video package at the end, too. Lots and lots of video packages. If you're a fan of NXT video packages, this is the fucking episode for you. Yeah. So because of the fact that we knew that uh, that was pretty much going to be the case for NXT, we decided to make this one 100% a preview of NXT TakeOver New York 
New York, New Jersey, or just New York? I think it's just New York now. Just New York, okay. Oh, fuck New Jersey. Uh, so <laughs> well, WrestleMania, is, they're saying, is in New York, but it's actually in New Jersey. So, you know, they, they blur that line. All right. Talking about them blurred lines. So, yeah, so we're going to go through the five matches that are uh, set up for NXT TakeOver New York, uh, give our predictions as well as our other host predictions, and talk a little bit about our expectations for the matches. So, first off, this oh, is... Well, because stop us if you've heard this, but people are saying this might be the greatest NXT TakeOver card of all time. Yeah, that's always the case. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't see it, but that's fine. So here, here's my my hot take on this to begin with. All right, <clears throat> it's WrestleMania weekend. We now have two NXT programs and four matches from NXT US and one match from NXT UK. Oh, we're gonna talk about that UK match in in the future, and even for this one here. I would like to see more representation from the UK brand. Because only having one match... Uh, now, I know that the other four matches are for the title, or for titles for for NXTU. You could have six matches on this and put the, the women's belt on here, or the tag belts on here. They, they currently have 20% of the card. I mean, it's only a five-match card, and that's sort of the charm of NXT. I mean, you want them to start WWEing it, and it's 40, 45 matches, and three kickoff shows and i think the charm of nxt is that it's five matches it's two two and a half hours and you're you're free it's not overwhelming like the wwe's product has been i'm just saying that you know it, it would be nice to see you know tony storm on the on the show well and uk has their own takeover do they they did i'm sure they will have another one well then why is pete dunn wrestling on this one because it's new york and it's the big event and pete dunn's a super over with the nxt crowd and and as we're going to discuss predictions later, um, there might be a very good reason this matches at this show. Okay, I guess we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, and so, and and it will help build up, hopefully, help build up viewership for NXT UK to introduce the product to fans that maybe aren't familiar with it. You can watch a really good wrestler take on a shitty one if you tune into <laughs> NXT UK. More on that later. Be more on that later because we're going to start things off with the NXT tag team championships now how we got to this point war raiders are the tag team champions and we got they defeated the, uh undisputed era at the last takeover that's correct yep and in the in, in between that and and this is it saturday or is it friday 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 this friday the we had the dusty Rhodes tag team classic and ish, ish. yep <laughs> And Blackashay, which is the team of Alistair Black. Now, I can already see that on our sheet I, I listed it as Alistair and Black. That is incorrect. It is actually... <laughs> uh, it's not entirely incorrect. Al- Alistair Black and Ricochet, as we have dubbed them Blackashay, uh, they wound up winning by defeating actual tag teams. <laughs> and... <laughs> And now get a chance to face off against the War Raiders. So they are already... Do you, do you count the Forgotten Sons as an actual tag team? Yes, because they are booked as a tag team. Okay. Uh, so... Uh, I have to update this a little bit, but again. So, Blackashay here are going for the NXT tag titles on Friday. Sunday they'll be going for the SmackDown tag titles. So, 
that's happening. <laughs> that's a first. Yep. So let me just update this here because I forgot that Black O'Shea is actually in that match. I would just kind of, I just threw some random teams on there, <laughs> um, which I see I see people picked. They're not in the match, but okay. <laughs> Anyways, more on that uh, on tomorrow's show. So yeah, so. Alistair Black and Ricochet versus the War Raiders. Not really a face and a heel divide here. Um, but uh, we we haven't really gotten much build for this match. You know, we got the, the tournament to crown the people, but there hasn't really been a lot. You know, obviously, Black and Shea won this last week. Yeah. So. They had a little stare down afterwards, but I think that was yeah, about it. That was about it. So, in terms of. You know, matches I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Eh. Will it be good? Yes, it will be good. Because it's Alistair Black, it's Ricochet, the War Raiders are a really good team. Everyone's a good worker in this. Um, but I, Adam, Jeff, Ginger, Sal, we've all gone with the War Raiders because Alistair Black and Ricochet are getting a tag title match in two days later. So. Probably not going to be winning this one, at least in, in in everyone else's opinion. Jason, who do you have winning this one? Uh, I'm going to go with the War Raiders, and I've sort of been saying this sort of since that tag team classic started. To me, I understand the notion of you want to have the best in-ring match you can have, and that's why you sort of put Ricochet and, and Black in there with, with the War Raiders. I think this is going to be an in-ring fantastic match, which is really what NXT is about. Um, but if you wanted to have a fantastic in-ring match where you might have had some drama about who was actually going to win, Undisputed Era being in there, because keeping in mind, when War Raiders won the title from Undisputed Era, it was from Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, and now that team is Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish again. So it would have actually been a fresh match. Um, Or Mustache Mountain, I think, would have been a great choice for this spot. I just don't understand the reasoning to put Aleister Black and Ricochet in this spot. Um, But... They're there, and like I said, this is probably their last show in NXT, so there's zero chance they're going over, but we'll just watch for the the spectacle and enjoy it. All right. What were your thoughts on the the build-up for this as well, the lead-up to it? Well, I mean, the lead-up was essentially the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I've been fairly outspoken on my thoughts on that uh, as of late, but, you know, um, I, I... and I say this as a friend of Todd Hansen, and I say this as somebody who loves the War Raiders, War Machine, always has. Um, so far to this point, their reign has been a little disappointing, not for anything they've done or not done, just for the fact that they haven't really been focused on. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Obviously, the, the Dusty Roads made it so that the War Raiders couldn't work a match for you know a couple of, of weeks there, because obviously we had to fill up things with, with the, the Dusty Roads Classic. And for them to do it this way, you know, having Aleister Black and Ricochet as their opponents, like I said, it'll be a good match, but it's not really something that built up the War Raiders as a team. See, and you say that, though, but I I go back and I watch 20-minute interview segments with Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano. I see big segments regularly with... Um, Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle. So, like, the other champions, even though the Dusty Rhodes was going on, were given spots to shine, but the War Raiders were sort of kept in the background. Yeah. Well, the the good news is is that, you know, if the War Raiders retain, which I would say is a 99% chance at this point that they're going to retain, 
things should start to to clear the way a little bit because obviously Alistair Black and Ricochet are probably gone. We don't know if we're losing any other tag teams. Um, as of right now, I don't see any of them getting called up. Um, but, you know, you never know. I mean, nobody thought Apollo Crews was going to be called up to the main roster. Then, oh, there he was. So Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, I don't, you know, the only people I could potentially see is maybe the Street Profits, just because they're well, a very energetic team. And on the scope of call-ups, it sort of seems as though Gargano is just back to being straight NXT guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, that could change. Sure. Um, but as of right now, yeah, it seems like they're going to keep him down there. Maybe as a changing of a guard kind of thing. Um, yeah. Or, you know, but I guess we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, so I'm thinking that uh, the War Raiders should have a little bit more clear-cut feud heading out, out of uh, out of this one. Maybe mm. we even see it after this match, you know, where, where somebody you know battles them out. So um, then we head over to the NXT UK Championship. Now, I have not been watching NXT UK. I don't know the build-up for this at all. Um, all I know is that uh, Pete Dunne and Volter are uh, facing off against each other for this championship. Now, obviously, Pete Dunne has had this belt for an, an amazing amount of time, uh, the longest modern-day run with a, with a belt in WWE or NXT. And Walter obviously, was the only guy that uh, a lot of UK fans love. A lot of in, a lot of uh, you know people, little IW, I, I masochists. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people who don't care as much about in-ring work and care more about the fact that a guy can inflict real pain onto somebody, which isn't my style. No, but if it's yours, that's fine. You know, I've got a bunch of like JCW stuff I can show you. Yeah, you know, just head up to CCW. Milwaukee for a good ICW event. There you go. Yeah. You can yeah. catch a light barbed wire, light tube fuckery match. Right, exactly. How many of those has Walter done? Probably quite a few. So yeah, <laughs> so um, like I said, don't really know. Uh, Walt Walter obviously appeared, um, you know, to after done one or retained his belt, and they've been kind of leading up to this here. So it's been a little bit of a split in terms of, of the predictions on this one. So I'm going to have Jason go ahead and give his first. So I'm going to go for my money. The reason this match takes place at NXT takeover New York is you want as many eyes on it as you can get. And for me, the reason you want that many eyes on it is because you're going to put an end to Pete Dunne 600 plus day title reign. Um, so I'm going with Walter to win. Um, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I'm not a fan of Walter or Walter. Um, I don't get it. I don't see it. I've talked to other people, workers in the business who don't get it, who don't see it. Um, but the fans do. And at the end of the day, really, that's what we're all here for. Um, so as long as they're buying into it, then I guess great. But, um, just, yeah, no, I, I don't get it. I watched, I think I did I send it to you guys, or did I just tell you about it? I watched a video on YouTube today, because I was curious, legitimately curious. It was like the 35 best moves of Walter. And I've watched these things for, like, Kevin Owens, and it's spectacular stuff, and Sami Zayn, and it's great stuff. And I'm watching Walter's, and it's like, butterfly suplex, backbreaker, sidewalk slam, chop, powerbomb. It's just like, this guy doesn't do anything special. Dropkick. 
basically he gets by on being big, fat, immobile, and just beating the shit out of people. And I don't get it. I, I really don't. And I hope... I don't see him having a long-term career. I don't see him ever being a guy that transitions to the main roster. In contrast, I do see Pete Dunne transitioning to the main roster. And I see that perhaps being something post-mania. In order to do that, you get this belt off of him. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Walter to win. Yeah, so um, Sal and Adam also went with Walter. Uh, Jeff and Ginger went with Pete Dunne. I myself went with Walter because I do believe that um, they would rather have this belt on him because it seems to pop the UK crowd. Uh, and like you said, I mean, Dunn is a prime example of somebody that could do really well on the main roster. I know that uh, Michael Cole has a raging erection right now because he really wants to use the uh, the term, like, cerebral, and he wants to use, like... He, he just has... He's got his thesaurus out for the number of different ways that he can describe how Pete Dunn works in the ring. You know, continuing to, you know joint manipulation and things like that i guarantee a michael cole is hard to be able to say the word joint as many times as possible so yeah yeah Uh, and and the truth is is walter's a guy that does not want to work in much in the united states and that's why he signed with uk because he wants to stay over there it's where he lives he doesn't like to travel a ton he will but he doesn't like to he's coming over for this thing obviously but again it's a short-term stay dunn's a guy that doesn't mind being here that likes being in america that likes working here uh so it makes more sense for him for walter to sort of lead the uk division as champion well done sort of takes that next step well and you and you have a lot of um a lot of faces right now on nxt uk that could easily you know go into feuds with walter so uh, whereas with Pete Dunne, you still still kind of use him as a face. So, you know, eventually you do need to kind of start having that because he's worked his way through everyone else at this point. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, so moving right along, um, the NXT Championship, which was vacated by Tommaso Ciampa, will be defended in a two out of three falls match between Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Now, how we got here, obviously, um, during the Dusty Rhodes uh, Classic, Johnny Gargano was able to turn on Tommaso Ciampa and uh, essentially end his career by destroying his neck. So, uh, Johnny needed... We are really way out of order here. This is the main event. So we've I know. more matches to talk about. I, I, I took it off of how how it was online. So, I know it's not the order it's going to be in, but it's the order we're going to talk about it. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, um, Johnny earned himself a, a, a title match there. But we needed to have who he was going to face off against. So there was a five-way match. Adam Colbebe, Alistair Black, Ricochet, Matt Riddle, and Velveteen Dream uh, all faced off against each other, with Adam Cole getting the win. Uh, Then, of course, we had last week's NXT, where Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano had an awesome segment that really built up this match um, just just by doing a promo on each other. So, <clears throat> Triple H says that we need a, a decisive victory here, so that's why it is two out of three falls. Um, now, this one for sure, I know, is is going to three falls. Yeah. This is, this isn't going to be like the Dolph Ziggler wins in, in two falls kind of thing. Yeah, this, no. they're, 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 they know what they're doing here. Yeah. So, um, again, a little bit of a split here um, in terms of people. Adam and Sal both going with uh, Johnny Gargano. 
Me, Jeff, and Ginger going with Adam Cole. I believe that Gargano was going to be called up to the main roster, which is why that uh, why I picked Adam Cole, baby. But I can I can also understand that maybe they don't do that right away. So who do you have in this match? To me, this is definitely a tough, tough one to call because there's two schools of thought. One, what you said, is Gargano's going to the main roster, at which point you put it on Cole. Um, the other side of that coin to me is that the, the entire story with Gargano and Ciampa was built towards this match, this moment, crowning Johnny Gargano as the NXT champion at TakeOver New York. Um, that That's the closing moment that I think they envisioned from day one. And I think that's still where they're going to end up going, because I think if the plan was to put the belt on Gargano, I think they're sticking with that plan. You could have him run with Cole for a bit after. Cole can chase him and eventually win the title. But I think the plan all along has been for this to be Johnny Gargano's crowning moment. You don't want to send Gargano out of NXT and try to build him up on the main roster, sort of being stuck with that Johnny failure label um, by failing again. So I think this, for my money, I think he has to win this. Also, I saw a post on um, Twitter. Maybe it was Twitter. I think Gargano tweeted it. Um, basically saying, you know, he, his last big match in Philadelphia for health reasons, his dad wasn't able to be there. Um, but finally, he's healthy and he can actually be there to see me wrestle at New York. You'd have to be an asshole to have him lose under that scenario. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's that, if Vince were booking the show, yeah, absolutely. I'd go Adam Cole. Uh, but it's Hunter, and I think it's Gargano's moment. All right. All right. We have the NXT North American Championship on the line as Velveteen Dream takes on the original bro, Matt Riddle. And this one here uh, had a very interesting build to it, to say the least. Yes. Um, Chalices and couches and hot chicks and... Yeah. So, um, Matt Riddle wanted to get a closer look at Velveteen's belt. He, He got that. Uh, and was granted uh, granted this match. Now, Velveteen obviously just won this championship. Mm-hmm. And Matt Riddle is clearly a future star. Mm-hmm. So again, this is a match that's hard to fucking call. And I give it up to, to NXT here. Because other than the tag team match, none of us all picked one person. So that's that to me says this is this is very good fucking booking. If you can go into a, a show and only know the outcome of one match out of the five, yeah. that means that you have done a great job of building up the feuds, you've done a great job of building up the people involved that anybody can win. So yeah. And that's the complete polar opposite of what we're going to talk about tomorrow night with WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, you know. And that's sort of why I think NXT is, is preferred by a lot of wrestling fans. Um, as for this match, this is going to be really cool because obviously Riddle's still relatively new on the scene. Um, hasn't sort of developed that character side as much. Um, and like you said, Dream's had the title for a very short period of time. I sort of think that Dream getting the title was a bit of a quick decision. Uh, we talked in the past how they filmed two finishes so that people would know what they were going to do. I don't know if that's because they didn't know what they were going to do. Um, taking the title off of Johnny was very quick and sort of sudden. So for me, 
when I look up and down the NXT roster, the quickest, easiest, most ready to go up aside from Pete Dunne is Velveteen Dream. And I think that's what we're going to see. I think Dream is the call-up at Postmania. And for that reason, I think Matt Riddle takes the title here. All right. Um, so Adam picked Matt Riddle. Uh, Jeff, Sal, and Ginger all went with Dream. I picked Matt Riddle for that exact same reason. I think that you are looking, considering the, the run of call-ups that we've had, you know, obviously Aleister Black and Ricochet, um, we've had the, the, the lost children <laughs> that can't seem to find a show that happened beforehand. Yeah. You want you want that big pop, and we get it every year. I mean, you know, yeah. en- Enzo and Big Cass, when they got called up, they had a huge fucking pop, you know, um, Page, maybe obviously. maybe Enzo returns after Mania. Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, I agree that I think uh, I think Velveteen Dream is getting called up. So, um, and I think that Matt Riddle is is a good choice for North American Champion because yeah. it it gives him something to do. Where you're not not sitting and going, why is why is he not champion already? You know, because he's a guy, obviously, that is super fucking over. Um, you know, he said his promo work is, is what it is. But, you know, the, the guy's in-ring work and, and just his the air about him, you know, obviously stinking of weed and stuff like that. But the, the air about him is, is what makes people like him. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can kind of get over the fact that he can't cut that kind of a promo right now. Um, so, yeah, <clears throat> all in all. I would say we're gonna see we're gonna see a, a big transition period for both NXT US and big NXT UK here. Um, so that takes us to our final match, and this one probably had the most amount of build to it, uh, if I would if I would say. It. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, uh, the NXT Women's Championship: Shayna Baszler defends against Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane. Now, this all started because Bianca Belair. Uh, was defeated by Shayna Baszler and was clearly pissed off and it seemed like Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane were were kind of talking like they should be the next in line. This started a little feud um, between Bianca Belair and the Sky Pirates where uh, eventually there was a, a three or six women match where Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, Bianca Belair took on the uh, three of the four horsewomen of, of UFC and Io Shirai Kind of fucked over Bianca out of her chance to to pin the champion, and instead Io Shirai took the the pin herself, um, and got a pinfall victory over the champion. So that sort of led to this little mini feud with Io Shirai, Kairi Sane, and Bianca Belair, where Shayna Baszler was off beating the fuck out of every single person, and they proceeded to have a number one contenders match, and then Shayna Baszler interrupted that match, and then was shocked. When she found out that, oh, because you interrupted that match that was supposed to be who your next face up, now you're going to face fucking three other women. She was the embodiment of that, like, surprise Pikachu meme. Like, <laughs> what? So, yeah, so Shayna upset over the fact that she's being mistreated somehow in her mind, that makes sense, uh, now has to defend against former champion Kairi Sane, uh, in my opinion, next champion, Io Shirai. And how many losses before Bianca Belair finally drops the undefeated game? Uh, you, you said that wrong. It's un <coughs> the fee 
its head. Yeah, I'm never going to do that. <laughs> Sal also agrees to me that the uh, um, Princess of Tomorrow, whatever the fuck she calls herself, Io Shirai, is going to be the new champion. Uh, Jeff and Adam both went with Shayna Baszler returning. Uh, Ginger says Kyrie Sane becoming a two-time champion. I'm assuming that you are picking Bianca Belair, right? As a matter of fact, I am picking Bianca Belair. Uh, I guess I'm going to be the only one that does that. And my reasoning for it is quite simple. I look at Kyrie Sane, I look at Io Shirai, and I see uh, a couple of ladies who are going to be in a tag team situation. They made a big point of sending Bailey and Sasha down there. I don't think that was by accident. I don't think that was without purpose. I think the Sky Pirates, the Ass Pirates, whatever you want to call them, are going to be in a program down in NXT at some point with Bailey and Sasha for those women's tag team titles. Or the Iconics, who knows, we'll see what happens at WrestleMania. In any event, um, I do think that's going to happen, and I don't think that happens if they're tying up that women's tag title and the NXT women's title, so I don't see either one of them getting it. So then for me, it comes down to Bianca and Shayna, and I really see uh, post-Mania Raw, Becky's out there celebrating, Ronda comes out, pretend she's going to congratulate Becky, and then Shayna jumps her from behind. I think Shayna's going up. I think she's ready. I think it's time. I think there's a spot for her with Ronda potentially leaving. There's a spot for sort of a badass, tough woman on one of those brands to go against Becky. Um, I think that's Shayna's spot. And for that reason, I think Bianca Belair, again, and I don't think things happen by mistake in NXT. And I think Bianca Belair has transitioned back to a heel role. And I think she's done that for a reason because they need a heel champion. And it's going to be Bianca Belair. Yeah. See, and the the way you can look at it is you you always have to kind of think of what what happens next. So if Shayna if Shayna retains, what happens next? Well, you kind of book yourself into a corner because then she's beaten everybody. If Shayna loses the belt, then you go, what's what's left for her to do down there? And I think that that's when you start going, yeah, it makes more sense for her to go to the main roster. She clearly is ready. Her her matches continue to be really good. You know, she's not she's not the greatest worker, but she is a very competent worker, um, which is exactly what you want. But moreover, she's a character. And, and she's a credible badass, which yes. is something they value at the main roster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, that that's the best way to look at it. I don't really foresee her gaining anything more by being down in NXT. Yeah, I think the only reason you keep her down in NXT at this point would be uh, to help sort of get uh, Shafir and Duke over. And I, I think to sacrifice time, because Baszler's not a spring chicken either. She's a, she's getting up there in age. You, you don't have a lot of time with her. Um, if you want to make an impact on the main roster, now's the time to do it. And to hold that back at the expense of Batgirl and Lady Groot, I don't think is a wise investment of your time or money. So I don't know what they do with the other two. We'll have to wait and see if they come up in a bodyguard role for Shayna. I don't know. Um, but for whatever that ends up being, I still think Shayna's coming up after Raw, after WrestleMania. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you are ever going to do you know the horsewomen versus horsewomen thing, you need to bring them up because it seems like Ronda's probably on her way out. If not after WrestleMania, probably within the next year. So yeah, I think if I think if uh, if that's going to happen, I think it's probably a next year's Mania kind of thing. Yeah. The- yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, other than other than that, you know, I don't know what else. So, 
the you know we kind of talked about the people that we think might be might be heading on up. We talked about the the matches. We made our picks. So the last thing to really talk about is, are we going to see uh, any debuts? So that the thing that's interesting is that and and we did it on this show in, in the past recent past, and I know a lot of people have done it. They sit there and you look at the performance center and you go, okay, well, who's down there that could be sort of an impact surprise person? And, you think back, though, and when Drew McIntyre showed up, none of us knew Drew was coming back. Yeah. When EC3 showed up, none of us knew EC3 was coming back. Uh, when Adam Cole showed up, he hadn't been at the Performance Center. So it's it's usually one of these guys that sort of comes out of nowhere, uh, a big name that nobody expects. Yeah. Um, if I had to put money on who that person would be, and if you'd asked me a month ago, I'd have said Dalton Castle. Um, but he's booked on Saturday as part of the MSG show, so obviously it's not going to be him. Um, I mean, there are options. None of them. I'm not a fan of the notion of Michael Elgin. I've seen some people kick that around. I don't mm. think that would work in NXT, especially with War Raiders there, because they do not like that guy. <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, so you look around, you're like, who are the big sort of top indie guys that are not sort of committed to AEW that would have that level of impact that you would be like, oh, shit, if they were sitting front row at TakeOver. And I'm not sure I see that person out there off the top of my head. I mean, and, and everyone, there's been such a frenzy to get people signed to exclusive deals that there aren't a ton of guys who aren't signed to a major promotion of that caliber at this point. Right. Um, so you're not going to see a Flip Gordon. You're not going to see, you know, uh, Marty Skrull. You're not going to see those types of guys. Um, so I, I really, really don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't necessarily see there being that moment at this takeover. Yeah, I mean... I know a lot of people kick around Nick Aldis because uh, obviously I'm Mickey James for that, but he's the current NWA champion. So I'm and working sure. with Ring of Honor. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean most other guys. A lot of the big name women have already been scooped up by AEW. Um, I, I guess maybe, maybe Allie could be somebody. Uh, Al- Ali Allie signed up in AEW. Oh, okay. I thought she was still a free agent. Nope. Um, I don't know. Maybe Emma? She just <laughs> Velvet, said... Velvet Sky. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> At least Emma just said that she was a free agent. So, you know, there's there's that. Maybe. I mean, that would be a nice addition to NXT. You know, and, that's, and that's the other thing. is like if, if we were looking at a scenario where TakeOver was on Saturday and the MSG show for Ring of Honor was on Friday... You could sit there and say it's a Hardy situation where they're gonna somebody's gonna finish yeah. the Ring of Honor on Friday and then show up on Saturday. You can't do that. They're, yeah. they're, that's so that anybody that's on that show on Saturday is not gonna be a person in the front row at Takeover. Well, you know the the Hardys when they came to WWE, they still worked um, a couple more independent dates after they came. So you know maybe I don't know you know with with TV contracts I don't know if that throws it in because I'm not sure if the Hardys were televised after they did that but they defended the or they they brought the Raw Tag Team belts to an independent show after they had signed yeah so, but again like I, I mean, said I don't know I don't know if TV deals would get in the way or over that because you have somebody being on two different shows then <clears throat> yeah I mean 
I guess if I'm gonna, like, I should feel like I should. I mean, there's guys that are rumored, guys like King Cuerno, but I don't know that he's a big enough name or a face to attach to sitting in the front row at Takeover. Uh, I don't know his contractual status, so I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna throw it out there and, and see if it sticks. Um, maybe a guy like Eli Drake, uh, sort of an EC3 thing. He has history with the company. He's been there before. Uh, he sort of rebuilt himself in TNA into a legit, you know, high up upper card guy on a show like NXT. Um, I, I could see that. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's a problem. Kind of like going through my head on some of the other people that would be out there. I mean, um, how about if you had if you could pick anybody to be that spot? Like, say contracts didn't matter. Let's let's exclude the elite because they're running a different they're running their own promotion. That's sort of a different thing. Let's say everyone outside of the AEW guys were free agents. Who would be your pick? Um, hmm. Honestly, Skrull probably would be one of my top picks. Because um, or... I, I I would go Jeff Cobb. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Motor City Machine Guns would be fun. I've always I think they're pretty much. I, know, I think they're pretty I washed at this point, dude. I know they're old. I don't give a fuck, man. I liked them. Um, I think they. I think they announced they're not teaming together anymore, too. Okay. Maybe Naito or Okada. You know. I'd love to see Eddie Edwards in NXT. Um, okay. He had a tryout, and there's some speculation that Davey sort of tanked it at the time he wanted to go to TNA, thought they'd get more exposure there. Yeah. Um, so Eddie sort of, but I believe he's just resigned. But in a dream world where context didn't matter, I'd love to see Eddie Edwards get a shot in NXT. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, most of the people I like are older. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, Brian Pillman Jr. Might, might be an option there. You know, he's definitely the guy that would fit the bill, obviously, with you know the 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 passive of that. Shane Strickland <clears throat> do anything for you? Yeah, because that's actually a legitimate possibility. Yeah, Jay White. Uh, I don't think so. He's he's on the NX. He's on the yeah. G1 show. Um, oh, who was I just thinking of? Austin Theory. Isn't he in? No, that's Ace Austin. Yeah, yeah. Austin Theory is just a fucking mountain of a man. That is a beautiful human being. <laughs> oh shit! There was somebody I was just thinking of, and now I can't. Brad Hollister. I would love to see Brad Hollister there, but I don't see it necessarily. I, I, I do think Brad Hollister will probably be in Ring of Honor before the year's over. I wouldn't be There's, shocked. There is only one person, one person now, that I want to see show up on NXT in the crowd. Retrosexual Anthony Retrosexual Green. Anthony Green, yep. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled it right out of my head because I, I was like, right. yep, that's where we're going. <laughs> Well, I'd like to have him on the show for future contests potentially. So once yeah. he's signed, that's not going to happen anymore. So yeah. Uh, but no, I I would love 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 to see AG get that shot. So well, there's uh, there's a there's a couple of guys out there right now. I mean, you're looking at Vern, Vicalo, Christian Casanova. Those are guys that definitely you know you'd love to see get a break. Um, get, yeah, I think those are guys, and I love those guys. I think those are guys who you would. Sp- be more likely to see an impact or ring of honor at this point than nxt Mm -hmm. uh i wouldn't be surprised if in the future um recently dislocated his hip but i think josh briggs will be in nxt you know within the next two years i wouldn't be shocked at all that guy's gonna be a beast uh on nxt um 
I mean, obviously those are just the New England guys that I know that I work with. Um, but there are, God, again, I'm trying to think of legitimate possibilities. And I know Moose just signed. What about the, again, I don't know contractual status of this guy, but what about Killer Cross? I could see him having some success down in NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, Tessa Blanchard, I'd love to see. Um, she, they turned her down post yeah. May Young Classic. Apparently there were some issues with her and other competitors not getting along with her, and she was just deemed to sort of be a bad fit in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, how about Gail Kim? Nope. No? Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Plus, Killer Cross might bring Scarlett Bordeaux with him. Ooh. Yeah. Now, so. That would definitely be one that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, you pair her up. You pair her up with Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne, like a Mean Girls gimmick. See, and I always thought that you could do. A I didn't. Just when I thought my dick couldn't get any harder. No. See, <laughs> and and the reason why I want I want Tessa is because I want NXT to do a female evolution, and I think you can do that with Tessa Blanchard, Zaya Brookside, um, and shit. What's the other one I always think of? See the second generation wrestler that they've got up. That they have in NXT? No, that that uh, is out there in the independence that's real big right now. Fucking uh, Rachel Evers. Sorry. Oh, okay. I would love to see them do. Evers. I believe she's down in the performance center. She already, is. Isn't yep. she? Yeah. Yeah. So you got Brookside and Evers. You got them two there. Tessa Blanchard would make a nice little, you know, threesome hot of you know kind of. What about like, Lacey like, Von Eric? She could be there. She could be there. Ric Flair. You know, she can't wrestle anymore, but she could definitely be there, Ric Flair. You know, she in, never in, really could wrestle. Though. No, no. But the rest Noelle of the Foley? Can. Yeah, she could be their mouthpiece. I don't know yeah. how well she can talk. You know. Um, otherwise, uh, I mean, people people that they've used, I'd love to see sign full time. Diana Perrazzo, I think would be you know them start utilizing her a little bit more. I'm starting to feel with her. She's like the, this this new generation Kimberly. She just randomly shows up every now and then, yeah. and they make her feel like a big deal when she shows up, but then she's not consistently used. And I sort of fear for the future of Deanna Prazo, and I hope I'm wrong because I like Deanna, but yeah. I do sort of wonder if maybe that's what we're seeing is sort of a Kimberly situation. Yeah. Obviously, the the big one that I would love to get is Mercedes Martinez, but we know that that's not going to happen, so... Well, I believe, I don't know if you you heard the news, she suffered an injury at the last, I think it was Shimmer event last Ooh. weekend. No, I didn't hear that. Uh, there was some concern that she had broken a rib, but I don't, I think the last I saw was that they, they didn't think that was the case, but she apparently had somebody powerbombed on top of her mm-hmm. um, and stayed down screaming in agony for an extended period of time, so. Oh, that's shitty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'd get... love to see her in NXT full-time. I think she'd be an absolute star on that brand. Yeah, we we know though that she doesn't want to leave her traveling. Family. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. want to travel and stuff like that and NXT is a traveling brand now, so kind of kind of takes things out. Back in the day, you'd be able to get away with it cuz they just moved to Florida and be fine. But now that they travel around and everything like that and yeah. So uh, but with that, I think we're going to go ahead and close the book on this one. Uh, make sure to uh, keep it locked here to rundownwrestling.com for all your wrestling needs. And tomorrow we will be back on the main show proper with our WrestleMania 35 predictions. So. And the closing out of the 
second round, uh, the, this, this week's second round matchups in the hottest woman tournament, which means when this comes out, probably late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, you're going to have a few hours left to get your votes in for this week's contests. So go to rundownwrestling.com and cast your vote. Some very, very closely contested matchups this week. Yes, very much so. We've got two different matchups that are within five votes of each other. So. Unfortunately, Dakota Kai has been disqualified. <clears throat> nope. Nope, that's not the case. Uh, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. She was disqualified. Disqualified, yep. Nope, she is still in it. Um, just had just had to do a little bit of uh, filtering out of some certain, certain things, but <laughs> we're not going to get too much into that. So um, I guess with that... That means we will NXT you next week. Bye-bye.